Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. PJ Duran, Scott Casper with you. We'll be rejoined by... Uh, by Roman Abita and, of course, Tony Wink. We are live at the Iowa State Fair. Cattlemen's, that's where we're at. Uh, rain coming down gently. This is the perfect afternoon. It is. It uh, is wonderful. For, for um, what is this, just a, uh, a beverage? A, just a lemonade? Fresh squeezed Iowa State lemonade you that's got there. What are talking about? That's exactly no what you ordered. Su- no sugar. No sugar in this. Uh, you'd be in a straight diabetic coma <laughs> if you have about six of those. <laughs> mm. Well, let's thin them out with the good stuff. I, I want to do. thank uh, our number one guests, including Chris Carr and Scotty Parker. I'm not sure what happened to Jay Springsteen, but we always try to look back at uh, at motorcycle racing. And most state fairs had flat track racing as a feature during the run of the fair. And Iowa State, of course, the big fair here was no different. Um, and now that the racetrack for the immediate future is gone, what we're trying to do is keep the memories alive so we can keep the future. As I like to say, keep hope alive. 2012 was the last keep year they att- they attempted it in 2012. I actually entered that race, and we got rained out on the infield, unfortunately. Was that a Matt George production? Yeah, or it was. was that? Uh, I, I believe it was, yeah. yes, because they gave uh, all of us racers who pre-registered and showed up, and we waited around, and there was a hopes that it was going to be a race. It just was too wet. Uh, we all got... Uh, Entries, free paid entries to Knoxville, which is how I ended up then running Knoxville in, oh, wow. later in 2012. Now, Tony, you, you've got a race coming up here August 31st, Davenport, Iowa, at the Mississippi, is it Mississippi Valley Fair, Fairgrounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's his 30th anniversary. John Parham from JP Cycles, who just recently passed about a year and a half ago, um, he, uh, he started the event 30 years ago and then Passed the torch to, to Matt George, and then Matt, uh, I took the event over last year. Right. Been working with that event for a couple of years, and this is where the board trackers come out and race. And, and uh, man, it's really cool. You it see people coming event. from. Great yeah, event last year. People from all over the country. All over the world. All over the There's world. Japanese, yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw a lot of Japanese folks with uh-huh. really nice cameras taking pictures in the swap meet and uh-huh. in the pits. Yep, yep. There was it's, a it's lot pretty going neat. on. So uh, it's it's a it's a pretty special event. I'm I'm pretty honored to be able to work with um, with those guys that come out and they bring the three hundred thousand um, uh, dollar board track Harley Davidsons from the early twenties in hopes to not throw them down the track. Yeah, they um, looked pretty serious when they were racing though. Is there a website people can check this out at? Uh, we just run on Facebook and okay. and uh, I do have a, a website that's RiversideRaceway.net and that has pre-registration that kind of thing and. Dates and times and stuff, and it's it's in conjunction with Chief Blackhawk um, 
swap meet. Right. And so that's that's been going on forever. And they have they have about fifteen thousand people that come to the world's largest vintage swap meet. It's it motorcycle. Is, yeah. World's yeah. largest yeah. vintage motorcycle swap meet. Yeah, and it's the same weekend as Springfield. So uh, traditionally, people will will uh, do uh, both. Right. Do both. Yeah, they'll because it's a couple hours away from Springfield. So <laughs> they'll go to Davenport and watch the races or race on Friday. And then into Friday night, and then uh, they'll pack up and leave that night or the next morning early and get to Springfield and, and, and do it all over again. And now, will Henry Wiles be at your event, or will he be at Springfield? <laughs> He'll be at Springfield. Okay, because there's big money at Springfield. He joins us now, as Henry Wiles. Henry, there is so little space between you and Chris Carr uh, when it comes to the record books. Do you feel the pressure, my brother? Ah, uh, No. Not really. I think actually, Chris probably got my butt Oh, I don't think so. We uh, we're, we're fans of you both, Henry. But uh, you, I mean, you belong in the same conversation, uh, particularly when we're talking about Peoria. You have a very sure. long and illustrious flat track career. You've been uh, at the very sharp end of our American Flat Track Series for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I it's been uh. A great ride for sure. I've been very blessed to have the career I've had. Um, you know, pretty minimal on the injuries, and I've yeah, the Peoria thing is awesome. Won a lot of TTs there, and you know, at some of the other races, and wins uh, are looking a lot better than they have for me in the past. So, trying to win some more, but it's uh, tough. Yeah, Mr. Mees is not going to just hand out uh, the the or hand off the first place trophies. You've got to go uh, go take them from him right at this point. And you're the guy that's the closest to doing it. Uh, if you look at the scoreboard, you're the guy who's most consistently been, uh, you know, over the course of this season. And then we got what five events left this year. Well, uh, it's definitely it's, it's doable, but you know he's uh, he's on his game right now. He's done a lot of testing. He's went through a lot more parts and pieces than I have. Um, you know, I didn't start really, and it's my own fault, but I didn't really get on the bike until April and just you know. <laughs> Henry uh, Peoria is. And you're you're breaking up a little bit, Henry. I don't know if you're in a bad spot or or if it's on our end, but um, it's not on our end. Okay. Um, can you hear me better now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, that was better. Hey, all right. Uh, your uh, your record, obviously, at Peoria. We we talk about it every year, whether you're on the show or not. Uh, <laughs> uh, last year we saw a different track. We saw you know basically obviously just the jump was was different. It uh, it had it it looked it appeared to have zero effect on you. We were down there after the long straight, sitting in that corner up actually up on the hill, uh, closest to the beer stand as I could get. Yep. And uh, but but the uh, you know there was a pothole and we talked about it on the show. There was a pothole that everybody yeah. hit but Henry Wiles and 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 I'm like, is it just because his bike is set up so much better? Or what is it? Because you just seem to go, I mean, like a half inch, and you were around the thing. Everybody else, they just jarred them every time they went into that corner. And it wasn't just that corner. It was all the way around the track. Uh, it just really looked like you had a better setup and a better, um, you know. Race line. Better, better race, race line, line everywhere. We talked to Chris Carr earlier in the program today, and he's talking about, uh, you know, we said what happens with Henry Wiles. And he said it's, it's totally up to Henry Wiles, almost no matter what the setup is. 
basically it's it's all mental for you when you walk down that hill it's how you feel and if you have any shade of doubt you know that's that's when you're you uh you start to uh let people creep in as far as competition wise how do you feel going into peoria uh i feel good i feel like normal you yeah. know uh there's no doubt here you know i've i've done all i can on my end as far as being scared mentally physically uh myself we've uh new parts pieces for the motorcycle and um you know everything everything's going well you know i i don't uh chris he might view it a little bit differently than i do but i understand exactly what he's saying and what you're saying um but i uh i i i show up ready to do my job and um Sometimes things don't always go right, you know, like that Buffalo ship. I think I could have won that race, but I really a little off start, and that caused me not to get a very good start. Got jammed up in the first corner, tried to make a pass, made one pass, and ran into the guy in front of him. So <laughs> I don't think there'll be that same type of thing going on at Peoria, but you never know what happens. You know, it's racing, and... That's why you line up and race. Guys can make mistakes, but I think uh, I've I've made mine, and it it ticked me off a little bit. So I'm moving forward and ready to, like I say, do my job. Henry, you're the guy. You're one of the guys who, uh, it, you know, you're riding the Indian. You have an Indian, but you've ridden other bikes. Are you riding the Indian at Peoria? I'm assuming your answer is going to be yes, but. You know, you've you've really done well on just about everything you've ridden. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, like I said, I feel really fortunate to have had the motorcycles capable to win there in the past. And thankfully, there was you know no mechanical failure, failures, uh, no flat tires, or anything like that. So, but I'm actually riding the uh, Wilson Industries Willie Bill Kawasaki. Um, that was the plan at the beginning of the year. Those guys stuck behind me last year and this year and really been a major part of my program with Mad Dog Racing and uh, Wilco Racing stepped up this year with the Indians and we've been riding those on the oval tracks, miles and a half miles. And Brian Bigelow, he really came on board and has, you know, really helped me out to, you know, try to get these bikes piled in along with CD suspension on them, so there's a lot of things that are are going on and, and are really going well right now, but, you know, as far as Peoria goes, we've got, uh, you know, the Kawasaki ready to go. <clears throat> Henry, do you think that you were, I mean, do you think that you have that, just that perfect feel with that bike? I mean, do you think you'd gel with that bike at Pura better? I mean, is it the setup? Because uh, last year, you rode the same bike, right? Or the same? Yeah. So, you are kind of got that bike dialed then. Is that what we're kind of getting at here? Well, I think, yeah, it's a, a good motorcycle. There's no doubt about that. And like I said, the, the main reason 
I'm riding that over the Indian is not because the Indian is capable, but because I had no intention of riding that. You know, when I started the year, I went to Daytona on Willieville Kawasaki and had a third on that. I still hadn't rode Indian at that point. You know, it's been, uh, it, it was a lot on me to, you know, pull everything together and make it happen with the Indian. And, you know, it, it was a lot to rolling, but it got rolling. Things were going well, but, you know, I had already previously made commitments to my Kawasaki, which I'm um, honored, not because I'm hands of guy, but also. Henry, you're breaking up a bit on us. Uh, can you still, are you still there with us? Yeah, can you hear me? I'm sorry yep. about that. I didn't, that's what happened. It's not challenging enough when we're running on, a, <laughs> yeah. a, 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 doing a remote from the Cattleman's Beef Quarters at the Iowa State at Fair. At the Iowa State Fair in the outdoors. Yeah, we got to have the old uh, uh, cell phones but drop out as well. we got you back. We got you back now. So, Henry, you're, and I only continue to bring this up because you're, kind of a, a rarity in the sport at least at this moment to have multi essentially you have multiple steeds in your garage and you get to choose um, either with your sponsors or through your own selection process which bike you want to use and I think it's an ideal way to go of course I'm sure it presents some challenges getting sponsors to say I'm willing to let you ride <laughs> this bike here and that bike there but I mean I would think, uh, it was, since we talked to you earlier in the year, and you said this was going to be the case, I always thought there was a chance this could be a real advantage for a racer if you can keep everybody happy, right? That's the real challenge? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, there's you got to keep people happy. But the other part that's a little bit of a challenge is if you're really not doing your homework, um, if you haven't sold the bike since, March, which wasn't the case <laughs> for us, but um, it's possible that inside the bike till March, and then oh, you got you're going to get on it again in August. Well, other guys have been riding their same bike that they've been riding all year, so they're uh, they're used to and know exactly what's going to happen when they jump on the other one. Well, that's uh, again, I. I my hat's off to you. It's a first, and I think it adds an, an interesting dimension to the to the racing and, and to the series, and I would think might open up some other uh, privateers at least or uh, less than factory-sponsored guys' eyes to the opportunity that, uh, you know, maybe there is something that's a little better. I want to ask a question. Uh, we talked about this with, with Scotty Parker, and, and I said, what do you think? And and uh, he thought he thought yes, but I want to ask you, with the, with the crowds – that we're seeing at the AFT races, they're really doing a good job of packing the seats in there. I mean, we've, they've, they're talking about how they had to turn people away this year, which has never happened probably. Um, is the paycheck that you deserve, the paycheck that you guys deserve, because you are the show, and I and I, I run races, so I better be careful of what I say here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> promoter. Yeah, yeah no, I didn't use the word promoter. Um but uh, is the paycheck coming for you guys? I mean, is it is it is it uh, coming up as the crowds come up and that kind of thing? I know it, it doesn't happen overnight, but are you guys getting the money you deserve? Because I know it's been it's been light for a long time. Right. 
Well, um, I guess I'm going to be a little candid with you and also a little politically correct. But to be quite honest, I agree, and I do think that, yes, the crowds are better. Um, there's, there's a lot of new people. You know, I mean, there's 3,000 people that show up, and they're the same 3,000 people that show up. You know, you start seeing a lot of uh, the same faces. But, uh, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of new people. I talk to a ton of people that come through the pits, and, and you know, they're so stoked about dirt track. And it's like it's like they didn't know about it before. That's, now that it's on TV, right. everything, it's, it's like, oh, hey, man, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a good deal. The X Games really, I think, got in front of at least some people who'd never seen it, for better or worse. It's the original extreme sport. We haven't worn that out yet enough on the show, I guess. But <laughs> um, but it is. I mean, it's it's uh, dirt track racing has been around forever. And, and um, you know, and you say you're going to be candid. You always are. And it's always fun having you on, Henry. And, and uh, you know, one of my favorite interviews with you is uh, was last year or the year before. I don't recall. I think two years ago. And it was right here from the Iowa State Fair. We were in Crystal Studios. Um, but it was just just because you, it was right before Peoria. And you are always just uh, really um, confident going into that race. And I, everybody loves a confident racer. so um, And I certainly do. So I, we wish you the best at Peoria and Springfield in the balance of the season. And, and uh, put, her, put her right on top of the box again at Peoria, will you? Thanks. I appreciate that. The candid part I was going to say was, no, I'm not getting paid what I <laughs> Yeah, that's what yeah, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to give you the chance to say yeah. it. Though. Yeah. But, no, I, I mean, a lot of that, I think, you know, you're in control of your own destiny as well. I um, think it's an opportunity for, oh. for some agents to get involved with dirt track racers and, and, and really get in front of some people. And, and now AFT has the numbers to show that, that uh, there there is some interest and yep. there's a lot of fans so uh, hopefully we can, yeah hopefully we, you, you guys can continue to as they continue to grow the st- sport you can grow your wallet because you you guys really deserve it i couldn't agree more all right henry wiles has been our guest we're going to take a break we are at the iowa state fair yeah iowa state fair yeah, yeah. one of my favorite places to be Scott. it really is dude, i have a camper set up. up dude i can't I'm going to have, I've only had like 9,000 calories so far today. I'm headed for the pickle dogs. And then there's another new stuff. Well, now we got some work to do before we release you to the pickle dog people. Uh-huh. Uh, Roger Hayden, Roger Lee is coming up. Big deal. Uh, yeah, it is it is a huge deal. Yeah. And we're also going to have on uh, a gentleman that, uh, David Brierley, who's uh, from electronic engineering, but is uh, also the boss of the Central Iowa Railroad Club, which is right next door. Oh, they have the thing right next to oh, Snakes it's a, Alive. a huge display. Yeah. Huge display. And I know our good friends Van Bonnie have done uh, live shows there as well. But uh, I think it's always kind of important to take a look at how we used to have fun and how we can have fun again. Stay tuned. This is America's Motor Racing Talk Show. This is Pit Pass. All right. This is Jeff Gibson. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. 
There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.